0: log Talk radio Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0 the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health And now here are your hosts Rebecca. And Joe Lombardo.
1: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Hello. That's about it. That's That's all
2: I got. Yeah, I'm tapped out. Um, Yeah, welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, We are grateful, as always, for you taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to our humble show.
1: Well, our schedules may not be as busy as, <laughs> as
2: ordinarily they might be. And and you know why, don't you? Coronavirus! <laughs> that would be why. Um, yeah, for the, whatever the hell day it is in the year of our Lord 2020, um, hope you guys are staying healthy and happy, and but mainly healthy. Yeah. Um, We actually had a bit of a scare last weekend, which is why there wasn't a show. Um, I thought I had it.
1: And I I thought I had it, too, because he had it.
2: Yep. And uh, so went and got tested and came back negative. Thank uh, thank the maker. So um, I had something. It wasn't coronavirus, but it was definitely something. And it doesn't surprise me because my entire life, this time of year, uh, beginning – Of spring, you know, so March, April, around there, I have always gotten some kind of respiratory infection, and that's how I was feeling last week, and just difficulty breathing and really, really tired. I'm tired now. Yeah. This is uh, professional, is what we call it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Sorry if I'm yawning in your ear. Uh, Just means that I'm very comfortable with you. So that's
1: what that means. Huh? That's
2: what that means, yes. I'm okay. I'm comfortable. Our listeners are family.
1: Mm.
2: So we love them. That's a stretch. What? They are family, oh, our listeners.
1: That, not that they they're not family, but it's a stretch for that being your reasoning to be
2: able to yawn during the show. Well, that just means I'm really comfortable with them. Okay. I love them all. Yes, dear. So anyway, that's um, that's new for us right now. Um, that were uh, relatively healthy-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as relatively healthy-ish as you can be when you're in your late 40s. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but, uh, you know, otherwise, um, you know, just getting in different movies and stuff. Um, we, if you're a horror movie aficionado, which I I am not, but I am fascinated by the movie-making process. We recently signed up for a channel on Amazon Prime called Shudder, which is primarily horror movies. But the reason we did that is because they have this uh, kind of a, I guess, documentary series, is mm-hmm. what you call it, yeah. called Cursed Films. And it's really interesting. They take uh, There's five episodes so far, and they take a uh, different horror movie, and they explain different behind-the-scenes stuff with it, but it leans more towards whether or not, the movie While it was being made was cursed One
1: of the Movies that they do is The Crow which is You know in my top five It's one of my all time most favorite movies And mm-hmm. you know it's Got a special place in my heart You know For The fact that we lost Brandon Lee During the filming of that movie
2: Yeah And and
1: they talk a lot about that and, you know, whether the Lee family curse was the reason that he passed away during the making of the film. And
2: yeah, it was that. real interesting. They they actually explained how it was that, because um, for, for those of you that don't know that I've never seen the movie, when he died on site, he died because of a gunshot. You know, and, and I know everybody says, well, you know, you're supposed to have blanks. And all this different thing, and they actually explained how it would have happened that he'd been shot <clears throat> by a real bullet mm-hmm. um you know, and it wasn't an, you know an assassination attempt or anything uh it was just uh,
1: technical error,
2: yeah, technical error, you know, somebody dropped the ball in the prop department with uh well don't tell him too much, well,
1: want to actually watch the show.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. You know, um, I I won't say how they dropped the ball, but uh, yeah, it's a really interesting show. They 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 do that movie, they do uh, The Exorcist, they do Poltergeist,
1: another favorite of mine.
2: Yep, um, The Omen, and uh, Twilight Zone the movie, which I'm real curious about because that was another movie that was just hampered with uh, mistakes and whatnot, and mm-hmm. you know, culminated in somebody dying on set. So. We're off to a, a rousing start today with the show.
0: Yeah. Aren't we? Lots of fun. <laughs>
2: so <clears throat> anyway, if you're interested in that kind of thing, check it out. Um, I don't have a classy segue this time. That's
1: all right. I'll forgive you.
2: Thank you. I hope our guest forgives us. No, I'm not sure she <sighs> Oh, there it is. There's the segue. Oh. No, I did it.
1: Uh, yeah. I did it. it.
2: Yay. Okay. Yay me.
1: Well, go ahead. You segwayed into it. Why don't you take it and take the ball and I, run?
2: I, I stepped on it. I stepped in it now, it's so I turned to track it through the house and on yep. the carpet. Okay, good. Um, Without
1: any further falderall. all.
2: Yep. Uh, today's guest comes to us from northern Wales in the United Kingdom. She's a freelance writer, an author, and a blogger. She has a passion for bringing awareness to mental health issues, especially depression. She's a new friend of the show. Um and we're just ecstatic to have her we're we're, we're so happy she's taking the time out of her day to be with us and uh please welcome to the show Ms. Natalie Roberts. Hi. Hi. So, sorry about the lack of uh audience cheer. Uh. <laughs> okay, I cheer yeah. for
3: myself. <laughs> maybe
1: we need to get need get Scott a little um track that he can play
2: yeah yeah i think i think we're gonna have to start doing that get like an audience <laughs> track on the show and so people come on and it's like
0: ah!
2: <laughs> you know and uh the laugh track would be awesome for my terrible jokes
1: yeah then he'd have to pay attention and i don't think he's really up for that <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh well how are you doing natalie
1: i'm okay yeah
2: good Good.
1: Feeling good, everybody's healthy around you?
3: Uh yeah, everyone's up to now healthy. <laughs> Hopefully stays that way.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, you you guys are going through it just like we are. Yeah. So I actually have a question about that later in the show too. Okay. So um but uh speaking of questions, do you have any questions for us?
3: Uh, not at the minute, no.
2: Okay. Well if you do, if you think of anything, just say hey. Okay. I want to ask you something.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, without any further fault all, as my wife likes to say. Like to <laughs> Thank say, you, Bill Corbett. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, commence with the grilling. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, So we generally like to start the show off with, uh, we have a, a standard first question. Uh, we found that um it's a good establishing point and uh you know gives everybody a chance to kinda get where you're coming from. So our question yep. is, where does your mental health journey begin?
3: Oh, that's a good one.
2: <laughs> that's why um, we ask.
3: <laughs> probably as a teenager. Um it it's hard to pinpoint really when I was a teenager um I went through a stage of where my mum couldn't get me to go to school and I didn't really know why because nothing was going on in school there wasn't any bullying or and I didn't hate school um but I just got into my mind that I didn't want to go um so she took me to the doctor um and then basically he just sat there and said to me "You, you know you have to go to school don't you and I kind of always like to push against people. So uh, be like, no, I don't have to go to school. Um, and luckily at that time, um, well, I went to a private school. So um, now if in the UK, if you can't get your child to go to school, you can be prosecuted. Um, mm. But luckily at that time it wasn't. So I ended up just doing a bit of homeschooling, like we're all having to do at the minute. Um, but I think that was the start of it I I, I don't know what triggered it off but I think that was when I started with um, depression issues Um, I I didn't have the happiest childhood, it wasn't a happy house, so I Mm. think that probably contributed to it and then when you add hormones and everything else um, I think that's what started off and it got a lot worse um, when I had my first child um so i think it's been about 20, 20 years now Some some sort of, mm-hmm. some form of depression sometimes the um uh, sometimes it's better than others um and i can, i i know i've had years where where i've felt like i was okay um and then all of a sudden it just seems to come back um for so no no sort of reason that I can pinpoint anyway so a long time now <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> Were you ever diagnosed um, with something?
3: not as a teenager after when I had my third child that's when I finally went to the doctor as an adult um off my own back it was my choice I wasn't forced by my mum. Um, and and then they said that they thought it was depression so they prescribed antidepressants um, which didn't really work for me I never really got the right combination Um, and then I started to feel better so um, I find other things other than medication help me more although anybody who needs medication needs to take the medication because it's important but everybody's mm-hmm. different with what they respond to, so I think you know it's trial and error, isn't it, at the start, to what's going to help you the most. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, you know, hugely convinced it is just depression, but nobody has ever said anything else other than depression. Um, but I, I come, <laughs> I come under the signs and symptoms of depression, but they could also be signs and symptoms for other things as well, so it's difficult. <laughs>
2: Yeah, right. yeah. It's it's always a, a like you said, trial and error when you're when you're first trying to get the thing That's sorted a trial out. Trial
1: and error for me still to this day, yeah. and yeah. you know, I was I diagnosed at nineteen, and I'm what the hell I just turned 40, forty-seven. Forty-seven. <laughs> 47. My love. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like you know eons, but and I'm still talking to my doctor and saying hey you know such and such doesn't feel like it's it's working as well can we go up with that or you know should we get rid of it or or
2: whatever so yeah you know and and it's funny that you mentioned the uh going back to high school and just having this compulsion and not want to go um back back actually went through a similar thing and she would describe it as you know having a stomach ache Mm. I had a headache and a stomachache. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, and that was from anxiety. Yeah. And not wanting yeah. to go. You yeah. know, and it was so Pervasive Oh it, my god.
3: With me as well is um I don't like being around a lot of people. Um mm-hmm. and obviously there's lots of people in school, isn't there? And mm-hmm.
0: I think,
3: you know, like I said with hormones and everything, I think it was just got a bit too much for me, but there was never any anything I could pinpoint to why I didn't want to go. I just knew I didn't want to. <laughs> and I wasn't yeah, being that, awkward either. I wasn't, you know, having a tantrum or, you know, just being awkward for the sake of it. I, I literally physically didn't want to go.
2: Yeah. You're having a physical reaction to yeah. what you're doing. Mm. And that's, you know, and that happens, you know, I mean, I've, Beck and I both battle, depression uh mine isn't as severe as hers but you know i've got days now where i'll wake up and just the thought of going to work is Mm -hmm. you know it's physically overwhelming and i have to really push myself through to be able to do it um i think there's a lot of people that that go through that and it goes beyond the so-called Sunday night dread that most people have you know I've I've had mornings where it's taking me forever just to even get out of bed and Mm. find the wherewithal to do it and then I do Mm. and then I'm then I'm eager to get home (laughs) yeah you know so um but yeah it's 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 insidious and Mm. it's a pervasive kind of thing uh, trying to navigate through it all and, uh, you know, trying to navigate, you know, your meds that you're going to take. And, yeah. you know, you mentioned, you know, finding other things that also help you. And yeah. you also mentioned you know, the up and down, like it comes and goes. And it does, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, and that's the thing with this whole, uh, especially the, you know, whole bipolar business is, you know, you have stretches where you feel great and then you have stretches yeah. that you feel awful. Um, I know back. Uh, she can actually feel it coming
1: on. Oh yeah, that's one thing I can say after so many years is that now I I feel it physically when when it's gonna hit me. Um, and I don't. I can't say that that's something that I practiced for and and have a skill that I've acquired. I don't think that that's the case. I think it just happens like that for me but you know it in a way it's a blessing because yeah. then I can sort of batten down the hashes and let everybody know whoa this is coming yeah <laughs> it's
3: funny so, you should yeah. say that because yesterday I felt absolutely awful um I said to my partner that you just need to leave me alone today because I know that I don't feel right I said I don't know exactly what's wrong but I know I don't feel right and I just need to be left alone. So I could feel that something was happening to me. And I said to him, if you just leave me till tomorrow, I'll probably be all right. And I woke up this morning and I felt absolutely fine. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
3: I think you do yeah, learn, we'll learn when it's coming after, because you've had it for so long.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And that's, you know, Beck does the same thing with me. She'll give me a heads up. She'll say,
1: yeah.
2: hey, you know, I'm not feeling you know, I feel it coming on or what have you. And, you know, the important thing is being able to articulate to your partner. Yeah. Hey, you know, this isn't anything that you've done or yeah. are doing, you know, it's just me and my brain. You yeah. Know, I'm just giving you a heads up. Cause I know when we were early in our marriage, you know, I would, I would take on some of it, yeah. uh, because I thought it was something I was doing or not doing. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, after a lot of communication, we finally figured out, you know, Beck giving me a heads up makes me feel, I don't want to say better about the situation, Mm -hmm. but you know, then it's a situation where I can go, well, is there anything I can do to help? Yeah. Uh, And that's a, a big thing. I know it's a big help for her is, you know, Hey, I know you're feeling terrible. What, you know, What can I do? Is there a way I can make it easier for you? So, the end.
3: So, (laughs) when
1: when did you first realize that you wanted to be a
2: writer?
3: Um, Probably, again, when I was a teenager. My nan used to write. um, She'd write for women's magazines and stories (laughs) and things like that. And I would read what she was doing. And then I kind of thought, oh, I'll have a go. (laughs) Um, But I've always been drawn to non-fiction. Um, I I find fiction hard to write. Um, and I started um, writing magazine articles and I thought, I'll give it a go and pitch it to a magazine, see what happens. And and it got accepted. So I just carried on from there, really. It it was only recently, uh, in the past two or three years, that um, I decided to write books rather than articles.
1: Okay.
2: Well, that's really that's really I, cool, you know. And
3: I found writing um therapeutic um and mm-hmm. that's what what I use when I'm having a bad day. I I will write something. Usually I will journal. Um or I I'll write an article or something. It's more of, it's a distraction um, something to focus on other than how I'm feeling.
2: <laughs> that's and that's really good too cuz you know, I think some people underestimate the, the power of just being able to purge your thoughts onto the written mm-hmm. page.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, you you, you you walk around all day with these thoughts and these feelings. And, you know, I know because uh, Beck and I both do this where you just sit there and beat yourself up over things you did or things you didn't yeah. do. And,
0: yeah.
2: you know, being able to get those thoughts out. Mm. It's it's real important, you know. Yeah. Um, some people do, you know, go to therapy for it. Some people are talking to a therapist or whatever for it. But some people that doesn't work for, and yeah. if they can write it down instead, then so much the better. Yeah. You know. Um, please talk to us about both of your books. What are the titles, and where can they be purchased?
3: Okay. Um, the first one is called Write Through Depression. <laughs> So um, it's about different forms of writing and how to use it to help with depression. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's got other things in there as well, um, other forms um, of therapy, such as um, music, art, but uh, it is specifically about writing, so poetry, um, creative writing, letter writing, things like that. Uh, and And it's a workbook as well, so... Um there's a couple of chapters about um there's a, a chapter about my life and um what I think caused me to have depression. Um so it talks about childhood and it talks about when I was a teenager and not going to school and things like that. Um and then there's a chapter about um where you write about yourself, so your story. So um just trying to dig into what you think um could have contributed to depression um and you can actually write in the workbook if you have the paperback edition um and then the other one is um, called journal through depression it's specifically about journaling i cover journaling briefly in the first book but the second book goes more in depth into the different types of journals you can use and how that can help with depression as well and they're on amazon at the moment
2: very cool, yeah that and that helps too, because I know there are folks such as myself that um you know I, if I were to sit down and say, "Okay, I want to start doing this, I would have no idea where to yeah. begin, you yeah. know, so being able to have those resources as a jumping off point
1: yeah.
2: um that's invaluable uh so yeah. I have yeah.
1: people come to me all the time and ask me, how do I get this started?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know,
1: how did you get started and, and what have you? So um, I will definitely start keeping your books in mind. You okay. know, when somebody comes to me with, with that question, I'll just direct them towards your books because cause it's, it's hard for me to answer. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to come up yeah. with, you know, how I how I got started and, you know, what motivated me and everything. I I can tell the story, but I don't necessarily know that that helps that person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, some people, when they start writing, you know, boom, they're Shakespeare and
0: <laughs> yeah. other
2: people, other people when they start writing are, are like, I can, does words good. Yeah. That <laughs> was <know>? me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's me too. You know, it's, it's like, you know, writing is, is really therapeutic, you know, yeah. um, years past, you know, and I, I don't know if you're aware of this, Natalie, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a musician and I've been mm-hmm. playing guitar for over 30 years and I've been in various bands and writing music, uh, for me has always been a therapeutic thing, but, um, lyric writing in particular, uh, I'm not the strongest lyricist, but when, I have uh something I feel particularly strongly about, or you know just the inspiration hits you out of nowhere and boom, you've written uh you know lyrics that are meaningful at least to you, yeah. and that's that's the big thing is is having something that's a and that's the thing too is having something that's meaningful to you if it's yeah. meaningful to you um people are going to recognize that and they're going to appreciate it regardless of if it's lyrics or poetry or, yeah. you know, anything, you know, a uh, uh, textbook, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, you know, versus people trying to, to write stuff to please the masses, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Not, not everybody liked Led Zeppelin and that's what the Bee Gees were for. Yeah.
3: So, I do yeah. say in the book as well, you don't have to write for it to be read by anybody. You can just do it for yourself and you don't have to be a good writer. You don't have to be good at spelling, punctuation, grammar, or anything like that. It's literally just about emptying your mind of the the things you're going over every day. Um, And you you could even if you like write letters or poetry, anything, song lyrics, nobody has to read them. You know, they're just for you. And, And if you want people to read them, that's fine, but that's where... With the book, I, it's for anybody. It's not specifically aimed at writers, because I get that question a lot of, uh, this, is this book going to be for me because I'm not a writer? It's not about the um, ins and outs of writing or the processes or anything like that. It's literally about getting rid of what's in your mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's important. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great that you have that resource out there uh, for people you know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, again, it's, you know, cause it, it can, it, it's, it's really intimidating. You know, mm. they always say that the, uh, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, mm. but that one step can be terrifying. Yeah.
0: So, you
2: know, being able to have this resource where you can go, okay, this is a good place for me to start, you know, um, that's just, that's, that's awesome
0: uh, mm-hmm.
2: really uh, so great job
0: <laughs> okay.
2: um, How important do you think writing is for a person's mental health
3: well i'm I'm obviously going to say very important, aren't I <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it 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 is um, obviously, there's other forms of um therapy to use you know talking and I don't like talking to people (laughs) Um, I'm introverted I don't I also don't want to upset anybody with what I'm saying so I use the writing to to get my feelings out without upsetting anybody because some of the things that I think about I wouldn't ever want to tell my family because I wouldn't want to upset them like that um or I don't want to to think that that would upset them. It probably wouldn't and they probably do want to hear what I'm going through. But in my mind, I don't want to tell them because I don't want to upset them. But if I can write it down, then I've got it out of my mind um, and it's helping me. Um, and it, I mean, You don't even have to write loads, even just like a sentence a day or when you wake up, just write what you're thinking. You don't even have to write um, about your thoughts or, and feelings or anything like that. It could just be literally... The first things you're thinking about when you wake up, so then your mind's clear to start the day. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be about how bad you're feeling. You can write about how good you're feeling as well. Um, no, that's
2: true.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's. I think that's something that people forget about too. Is you know because with depression, especially, it's you know it's there. It's in your face. You feel terrible. You feel. Yeah physically and emotionally and mentally drained and and everything but there are those days where you feel really good and there's yeah. nothing There are <laughs> <laughs> Yes, dear, there there are. They 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 might be few and far between but they do happen. Um and being able to embrace those days as well and say, "You know what? I feel okay today." Yeah. Um and being able to write that down is is you know people shouldn't underestimate that because that can be powerful because then you have a record of it. And when you're not feeling as good, you can go back to that, that you wrote down and say, Oh, okay. Last Thursday i actually yeah. felt pretty okay. Yeah. You know, so this isn't a permanent feeling it's, it's yeah. going to pass, you know?
1: Yeah. So I'm just kidding too. I know that there are okay, okay days. I even have a chapter in my book called the okay day. So yeah, I know that, that, that they do come. They're just, at this stage in my life are a little bit more fewer and far between than i care to admit yeah you know it's kind of a bummer but um that's okay
2: that's okay you got a sexy husband so that makes it a better yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's hard to be humble that said uh we're gonna go ahead and take our break Uh, (laughs) um Sit tight there, Natalie, and everybody else. You'll be listening to I Just Want You to Be Happy by Brandon Stansel. We'll see you guys on the other side of this.
0: It was hard to come home to see the closet half empty. Old denim jacket is all that you left me. Pictures are gone, just a nail on the wall. It's like you never lived here at all. I go out with my friends, people ask how I'm doing. But my heart's not quite done. i trying not to lose it. I run to the bathroom so they don't see me cry. The truth is that I'm not all right. I tried to write you a letter. Say all the things I need to say. Thought I would feel a little better. But at the end of the day. My broken heart wants to hate you. But oh, I keep coming back you really hurt me i just want you to be happy and letting you go that's when i knew i must have really loved you because even if it don't involve me i still want you to be happy I can honestly say it was good till it wasn't Thought I'd see you this weekend Didn't see this coming You're working through something But you said that you'd try So concerned that you'd hurt me and hurt heard more that you lied I kept a shirt and a sweater This close to throwing them all away Thought I would feel a little better But at the end of the day My broken heart wants to hate you But I keep coming back I just want you to be happy And letting it go, that's when I knew I must have really loved you Cause even if it don't involve me I still want you to be happy And if you're anything like me Heart wants to hate you, but all I keep coming back to is even though you really hurt me, I just want you to be happy. And letting you go, that's what I knew. I must have really loved you, because even if it don't involve me, I still want you to be happy. I still want you to be happy. Uh-huh.
2: I just want you to be happy. Hey, welcome back to Voices for Change 2.0. We just want you to be happy as well. Um, I'm Joe. The beautiful, wonderful, lovely lady sitting next to me is Rebecca as she shakes her head. Um, And on the line, we have the lovely and talented Ms. Natalie Roberts.
1: Yeah, I'm still here. Still here. Still here.
2: Yay! And we are happy that you are. Because
1: so, that would have been awkward.
2: Yeah, it was. yeah that, that that would have been strange. It would have been like, hello? And then just crickets. So, yeah. So, getting back to the grilling. Oh, before I get started, now that we've got some time in on the show, do you have any questions for us?
3: Um, not so far, no.
2: Okay. Well, if you do, just say hey. I will. I have a question. For you. Oh.
1: Okay, so uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we will I, get back into it here. Yeah, uh, so,
2: holding our breaths as we do. Um, what, what What advice do
1: you have for anyone that's looking to start helping start helping their recovery with writing?
3: Um, get a notebook on literally just <laughs> <to start. laughs> Um writing whatever is in your head. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be anything specific. Um, you don't need any fancy notebook. It could just be paper, just a piece of paper, or you can use your computer. Um, anything, just write anything.
2: <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a solid piece of advice. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah once you start writing what's in, what just comes to you straight away, then you might see some sort of pattern emerge to what you are writing um when you try and write something specific straight away it's hard to look at a blank page and and start and if you've got in your head that it doesn't need to be anything in particular then it might be easier to start writing
1: definitely that's definitely a better way to go because when you put those expectations on yourself yeah that this has got to be you know Pulitzer Prize winning
0: Mm. you know
1: (laughs) then it turns out to be gibberish. Yeah. You you really really get down on yourself, so. Yeah. It's definitely good practice to just and you know, I I can recall times in in my writing career where it was literally just words. Yeah. You know, I would write just whatever words came to my mind and then once those words started forming then sentences started forming and that would spark something in my brain that made me able to write a paragraph and maybe that's all I wrote. Yeah. But you know, it was a start and I could come back to it and maybe
2: expound uh, on it. Yeah. 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 That's um, and that's, that's kind of my approach with lyric writing too is, you know, sometimes I'll get, you know, a flash of inspiration, and I'm writing the whole thing all at once. Blam, and it's almost oh. like, uh, you know, verbal, verbal diarrhea. You know, just blah. But other times, you'll get just an idea, and you jot down just the idea so you don't forget it. And you know, maybe you come back to it a couple of days later, and then, boom. You know, you've got more that you're expounding on because you've had a chance for to uh, marinate in your brain juices.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit like a a brain dump or a, a mind map. Type
2: yeah. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> we're we're just getting gooey on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um Natalie, what are some mental health books that have inspired you in the past?
3: Um uh, have you heard of Matt Haig? He's um yeah. he's got Reasons to Stay Alive. Um, that was a a good book for me I read that about years ago um, before I'd even thought about writing a book myself Um, I have got another one out, I think it was out last year Notes on a Nervous Planet that's a good one as well Um, I know uh, Ruby Wax, she writes some good Mm -hmm. mental health books Um, I haven't got one in particular that I go to Um, one that It's not mental health, but I found it really good for sparking creativity. Um, It's called The Courage to be Creative by uh, Doreen Virtue. Um, And when I was reading that, um, she just covers how, you know, just don't worry about what people think of your writing. Just write. Um, Just do it for yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you do it for yourself, then... um, you'll find an audience if you want to be a writer, you know, professionally that is. Um you'll find an audience, but that just helped me to just in general to write, to you know, to get the courage to write in the first place. Um but yeah, Matt Haig he uh, is usually my go-to for mental health books. Hmm.
2: That's very cool.
1: Are you still vlogging at all? Not
3: not really. Um I did have one of my own, um, but I just don't um, get enough time to regularly update. Um, mm-hmm. So I just stick to um, writing books now, basically. That's all I really get the time to do. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. it's, you know, and that's perfectly fine, too. You know, um, That's something that uh, I know Doc's had a hard time with in the past with uh, trying to stay consistent on it, but, and then she'll beat herself up for it. And it's like, well, no, you know, you, you write when it's, when you need to, you know, and it's nothing to feel bad about. It just, it just is, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of my outlook on it as, as well. You know, Uh, I think a lot of times when people start blogging, especially if it's mental health related, you know, they're, getting it out they're getting the the junk out of their head they're getting everything out that they need to do it's like a like a purge yeah and you know eventually you've gotten that stuff out so then you know it slows down or it's not as frequent you know and that's fine you know because at that point you've you've achieved your audience and you know when you do write something new they're going to go and they're going to see it yeah. You know, because they're they're now invested in you and what you're talking about.
0: Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, 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 is it my turn? Mm-hmm. I thought it was your turn. No, go ahead. Oh, OK. <laughs> so, Natalie, what are some tools or techniques you would recommend to help someone get control of their depression?
3: Um, well, obviously, writing <laughs> um <laughs> you you need to ask for help at some point because you can't just you can't do it by yourself. um I know for a lot of years, I just kept putting off asking for help um because I thought it was a sign of weakness and that I should be able to control it myself, but um you have to realize that you can't control um a mental illness. Um, It doesn't need to control you, but you can't control it just by yourself without any sort of help whatsoever. Um, So, you know, talking to somebody, even if it's just the doctor to start with, um, because they can refer you to services um, and help you in different ways. Um, A lot of people get put off because they think they're going to have to take medication, and that's not always the case, um, depending Mm -hmm. on on what you're um what type of mental illness it is um this is for me i said before medication didn't work so that's why i use other tools but for my partner uh medication works for him so everybody's different to to what things are going to work for you and you do have to just try over in the uk now they've got um something called social prescribing so when you go to your um doctor they're not just going to automatically give you medication um they will they can refer you to things like um gardening therapy um they can prescribe exercise so if you can't afford a gym membership then they can um, prescribe that to you so you can get that for free over in the mm. UK because um, obviously we've got different healthcare uh, in the UK than we do in the US we get free free healthcare um yeah, you do. We do. Mm. <laughs> uh, the amount of people Work. that complain about it, though, is ridiculous. Uh, because there's quite large waiting times, um, people moan about it all the time. And I think you're getting it for free, you know, <laughs> to be grateful. Yeah,
1: yeah. betterers uh, can't be choosers.
3: Yeah, this, like with me- with mental health, um, you know, it's free. The services that are provided are free. Um hmm so you know, it's something to be grateful for, not something to be moaning about. Um,
2: yeah, but let them. Let <laughs> <him, let him,
3: laughs> yeah.
2: As say, let them come over here and and see how yeah. it is. Yeah.
3: Exactly. You know, yeah.
2: It's uh, you know, we've got people going bankrupt over medical yeah. bills and stuff. So yeah. you know, that just uh, I know. It's frustrating.
3: <laughs> um. So. Just basically, the first thing I would say is just go and ask, ask for some help. Um, and then they can give you the referrals and the tools and maybe the medication that you need. Um, and then try some self-help things, you know, writing, um, listening to music. I know that listening to music really helps me when um, I don't feel right, um, as well as writing. Yeah, You have to come at it from lots of different angles. And then something's going to stick at some point.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing is don't give up, you know, uh, if you try one thing and it doesn't really Mm. um, do it for you, you know, there's, there's literally a world of options out there, you know, Um, I, I would uh, be remiss if I didn't ask how you and your partner, uh, interact with the, with the mental health thing? Like, you know,
0: Mm.
2: is, is he supportive of you or are you supportive of him? You know, I mean, you guys, it sounds like you are just kind of hoping to elaborate a little.
3: Yeah. uh, We do support each other. It's really difficult when you both um, have got depression Uh, and he has, he has anxiety as well. Um, So, you know, just like going out to the supermarket because he's the one who has to go to the supermarket at the minute, and he, um, he's finding that really difficult because of, of being around people. He doesn't he doesn't like that either. Um, and it's difficult when you've both got um, issues going on because it's hard to support somebody when you're um, going through something yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, even though you're going through it too, it can be difficult to understand the other person because he goes it differently to how I do and he manages it differently to how I do um, right. mine comes out um, as I want to be left by myself um, little things annoy me um, mm-hmm. with him he wants to be a- around me all the time <laughs> or um, he, he, um, he'll get really tired and he'll just fall asleep um but we've got three kids in the house as well so that will annoy me because then i'm left with the kids <laughs> it's a really difficult balance to um to to get along when you've both got some sort of issues but obviously we know we've got these issues so you have to try and work together uh, but i would never say that it's oh yeah we're so understanding of each other it's fine because it's not always fine
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's uh, it can be a uh fine line to walk at times
1: yeah yeah I've, I've noticed where i'm doing badly for a you know more extended period of time
0: yeah
1: um i'll notice that joe starts to go into symptoms Ooh. and it at, at the same time as as i am am in this in the middle of it yeah and um it's frustrating because I want to be better to help him. Yeah. You know, but I'm still stuck in it myself. So um, it's hard for me to, sometimes I get aggravated and agitated too. And, you know, don't really know what to do about the situation because I'm already in the middle of it and I can't find my way out. So how am I going to help him find his way out?
2: Yeah. And, and the converse for me is, you know, if I know I'm going through some stuff, sometimes I'll try and hide it because mm. uh, I know she's going through some stuff and I don't want to burden her with what I'm going through on top of, which I know isn't exactly healthy, but, you know, I'm trying to be the, the rock and trying to be supportive for her and, it's tough. Sometimes it's it's tough navigating these things, you know. Yeah. Um, so, communication is definitely key.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it's even can't...
3: harder at the moment as well, isn't it? Where we all have to be on top of each other because we're not allowed to leave the house. So, um, mm-hmm. so It's not like you can just go and, well, over here anyway, you can't just go out and just go and have a drive and, you know, yeah. try, try and sort out your thoughts. You literally are just stuck with each other at home all the time. And it's something that we were not used to because he, he worked full time before um, he lost his job because of Corona. Um, mm. And um, I was at home with the kids, but now we're all together in a small house, um, <laughs> you know, that, that just makes things worse as well, or makes it seem like it's worse.
2: That actually brings me to my next question question, which I had mentioned earlier in the show that I was going to ask something about COVID-19. You know, being from the UK, uh, like we discussed, you have uh, nationalized medicine. Yes. Does the NHS have any programs to help people cope with their mental health during this pandemic?
1: Uh, Wow.
3: Not any more than they did before because they're concentrating (laughs) on um, the physical Trying to keep people alive not get the right. virus um mm-hmm. i know there's been talk about what the effects are going to be on people once the pandemic is over um and what kind of services are going to be needed then um, but I, it's difficult because you can't just go to your doctor now you you can't just pop in and you can't make an appointment to go and see them um and People who have already got therapy appointments are you know having to do it through Skype or um, mm-hmm. on the phone, so um the services are still running, but they're just running as well as they were running before, which wasn't amazing because mental health in the u k um is very very underfunded um
0: because mm. obviously
3: it's funded by the government um <clears throat> rather than privately you can get private mental health care, but you, obviously you have to pay for that. And um, so the majority of people go for the free, um, yeah. free care, <laughs> um, but it's not any better. There's not any more services than there was before it.
2: Okay. Mm. Yeah. I was just curious about that. If they had any, if they were doing anything special because of the pandemic, No.
3: no.
0: you
2: know, yeah, we're not either. <laughs>
3: no. <laughs>
2: it, just, it just, it is, you know, We've got a president recommending shooting up. uh,
3: I know. Yeah. You know. know, know, Yeah. Here,
2: here, have a have a Clorox cocktail. Yeah. Um, Uh, And again, to the rest of the world, all I can say is I am sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so what's next for you? Uh, New book in the works or anything? What, uh, what you got going on?
3: Yeah, um, at the minute, I'm trying to put together a book full of journal prompts to, um, mm. to get, well, it, it's called Journal Prompts um, for Tough Times, because obviously we're going through a tough time, um, and then hopefully in September, I'm going to go back to university. Um, I was doing a mental health degree, um, but I um, deferred it for a year because I had a baby, um, and I was hoping to go back in September, but that's all dependent on where we are with the pandemic. <laughs> it yeah. might have to be next year. So hopefully finish my third year and graduate, um, and then hopefully get a job in mental health
1: somewhere.
0: Well, that's exciting.
1: Yeah. Mm. I wish you Thank all you. the best with that. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Yeah. And you get a wee baby. <laughs> I do. Yes, Three wee baby, three wee baby. Well, I've
3: actually got four four kids, but um, one of them lives with his dad, so <laughs>
1: like, oh, okay
3: not oh, He with me.
2: Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we we got a little rug rat running around here ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it's not ours, but you know we're <laughs> aunt and uncle, and
0: yeah. she
2: loves us like crazy. So it's Aww. it's pretty cool. <laughs> so. Well, the show's winding down. Um, Natalie, why don't you give us your social media so if any of our listeners want to reach out to you and have any questions or anything like that they can contact you
3: Yeah, uh, I'm mostly over on Instagram um, and that's just Natalie Roberts writer um, and occasionally on um, Facebook which is the same Natalie Roberts writer and Twitter I'm a little bit different because I started that before writing so it's just Natalie Roberts one um, I don't spend a lot, a lot of time on Twitter though it is just
2: Instagram mostly Okay. Very, very cool. Okay. Well, um, at that, we are going to wind things down. Uh, We're so grateful to you for taking the time to be on our show with us. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you um, and getting to basically just hear that (laughs) British accent of yours. Yeah, lovely British accent. We love (laughs) that. We love that. Um, we well, We hope our uh American accents haven't been too annoying for you. yeah <laughs> and uh, uh you know if you've got anything coming up in the future like when when your your next book is ready to go or anything, please we'd love to have you back sure. um it's uh it's been an absolute blast uh stay on the line. Uh, everybody else, you're going to be listening to Brian, Justin, Crum, and Friends with Katy Perry's Rise. And we'll see, see you, you next all week. next week.
0: Thanks for week. Having me. I won't justify.